Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. All right, third hour of Clay and Buck starts right now, and the border is what we're diving into straight away here. As you know, Title 42 ended at midnight last night, and we are in the situation that we all were anticipating here. One of the only tools to stop people from coming into the country. Let's note, This was a pandemic authority, so I don't think that Title 42 can or should be expanded or or continued indefinitely, and that's the track that it has been on. The pandemic is over. It has been over for a long time. It should have been over in the summer of 2020, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, But here we are relying on a situation Uh, or relying on an approach to a situation that is unsustainable and that isn't good in the first place. Keep in mind, it's not like this has stopped a massive number of illegal migrants from coming into the country, and now all of a sudden the border's going to be bad. You've got about 6 million people, maybe 5.5 million I think is the most precise number I've seen to try to estimate this. And uh, this is is a mess right now. Border Patrol processing centers have, uh, what is it, 25,000, they have 25,000 migrants in custody, I'm seeing here, and this is putting them way beyond capacity. So the system is being flooded, and what is the result of that? Well, this is exactly what really everyone who understands what's going on has said is going to happen, which is you just have mass releases. You just have mass releases. Here's Bill Malugin from Fox News, who has been down there at the border doing a lot of really good from 
the field reporting on this issue. Play six. Right now, a majority of people are released into the country. What happens is because they're so over capacity and because of diplomatic relations with different countries, once people get here, they're typically released with an NTA, a future court date. And because of how backlogged everything is, that court date can be years down the road and the cartels are able to advertise off of that. The migrants know that. They've told us that in interviews, that if they can just get here, they believe they are going to be released. And if you just walk to downtown Brownsville right now, you'll go to the bus station and you will see Venezuelan men with their NTAs and their DHS packets and their government cell phones all over the place waiting to get on a bus to go elsewhere around the country. Mass releases are taking place and it is part of the Biden administration's policy. It is the policy. Mass releases. How is this not an open border? The difference between this and a fully open border, I suppose, would be they just get to walk in, don't even have to check in. This is like checking in. This is just, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks for the notice to appear. I'm sure I'll be there in five years or 10 years. What do you think the Democrats are advocating for right now? Just just think about this war gaming out from the other side. Sit on the other end of the chessboard. What do you think they want to do right now? Well, they want to make sure that the migrants who have entered the country illegally, illegal aliens, notice they've really, I think they've even amended federal code recently so that now, because I used to say illegal alien, that is what is in federal statute. They've started, they've certainly changed that in federal usage in the agencies. I'd have to see if it's still even the legal statutory definition of somebody in the country without legal permission to be here. But these had been known as illegal aliens. It's important to understand why we use that term and why the left wanted to get rid of it. Now it's all undocumented. Or they've even moved past undocumented. Think of the process. And this has happened in the last, oh, call it 10, 15 years. We've gone from illegal alien or illegals to illegal immigrant to uh, undocumented to now non-citizen. Oh, hold on a second. There are a lot of uh, non-citizen is a total. See, that's a total obfuscation. That's a complete and utter propaganda tactic to say. Not, I mean, a lot of people are not. If if a French person, now we bien sir, I want to go to New York with my family, and uh, I want to. Uh, Go see the Statue of Liberté, because we gave it to you. You probably forget. If a French person, Marveilleux, shows up in New York City on a, you know, as a tourist, they're a non, they're a non-citizen too. So you notice they're calling these migrants non-citizens, and I'm even using the term migrants. That's what everyone uses. They're calling these illegals pouring into the country non-citizens because. That doesn't that doesn't in any way address their status in the country or the illegality of their entrance here. They are breaking the law. They are willingly violating U.S. federal law. They are doing it with full knowledge of of what they're doing is not supposed to happen. The cartels are working with them. They are paying off the cartels. And this is all the inevitable result of Joe Biden coming into office and right away, what did he do? He decided he was going to stop all deportations for 100 days or 90 days or whatever it was. All deportations. Is it Charlie Munger? You show me the incentive, I'll show you the result, I believe. Those of you who are 
like uh, Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway. It's true. The incentive is for more and more illegals to come here. And understand that the, the conditioning that they receive when they arrive here is, is often, from the left at least, I mean, if you listen to A- AOC, I was going to tell you, is already advocating for, when I said the other side of the chessboard, what are they trying to do? She is already advocating for work permits for them. Do we all have to draw this out? I mean, we, we can see exactly what's going on here. You bring in migrants who enter illegally, but then they get into this separate process by lying and saying that they're asylum seekers because they're so scared of being in their home country. Really, uh, there are 160 countries from all over the world where people are showing up at the border and they're all so scared they can't live there? No. But America's a better country with a bigger welfare state. That's what's really going on. And a better jobs market, but also a bigger welfare state. So they show up, they get into the asylum process, which is so overwhelmed because it was never meant to be a backdoor or end run on our actual immigration system, which is what it has become full on. And they have to then, they, they, they are going to show up in five years. They're going to have, if, if the Democrats get their way, work permits. They're going to have um, jobs that tie them to the community. A lot of them will have jobs. Uh, they're probably going to have, maybe get married, have a kid, depends on how old they are. But then they'll have a, a, a child. We used to refer to this as an anchor baby situation. Oh, you can't say that anymore. Well, what are we supposed to, what are we supposed to call this? The whole thing is, it's a scam, folks. It is a scam. And Democrats have concocted this whole thing with a mountain of lies. And by silencing conservatives with, you're racist, you're racist. And we all know where this is going. Rush knew where this was going under the Obama administration. He would talk about it. I remember listening. The whole point here is to get them in and get them registered and get them voting as fast as they can do so. Now, that doesn't mean it can happen right away as fast as they can do so. That means when they have the power to do it. But that doesn't necessarily mean legislation. They'll try with executive order. The old People forget the Obama administration tried to give, through executive order, work permits and ID cards. And then this got into the federal court system. The whole purpose is to make them effectively legalized without Congress doing anything. So this is a challenge. This is a challenge. There was even a moment, a moment during the Trump administration in 2018 when he was saying, I think we have to legalize the Dreamers. I remember, I remember. So don't think that you can count on Republicans, any Republicans on this issue, to do the right thing unless you are paying attention. Unless the people who vote for Republicans demand that they not reward this massive violation of U.S. sovereignty and U.S. law, which is exactly where all this is heading. And this is, this is why I think uh, Ted Cruz, with his viral moment, now he's had a lot of viral moments over the years. My favorite was when he beat Jimmy Kimmel in basketball one-on-one, which was great. But uh, he's had a lot of viral moments over the years. But here he is, and I just think this is coming from the heart. Ted Cruz is not just a, uh, a senator, an American. He's a Texan. So he knows he's been at the border a lot. He knows what's going on. He knows the legislative games they're playing in D.C., and he knows the cost to his home state of Texas 
and particularly to border communities that this creates. And so when some reporter starts to do the, well, what are you doing for the migrants? Well, the point is we want the migrants to stop. That's the primary challenge. That's the primary issue. Here's Ted Cruz, and he is uh, en fuego, you could say. Play four. The talking point of the Democrats, which this media reporter happily parrots, is, gosh, the problem can't be fixed. There's one little problem with that. It is an utter and complete lie. In 2020, the last year of the Trump presidency, we had the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. You ask, what have I done? I've championed the men and women of Border Patrol. I've championed securing the border. I've championed Remain in Mexico. And we turned this problem around and solved it. And we went from Joe Biden inherited the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. And the first day in office, he made political decisions to cause this problem. And you should be ashamed of yourself because you're a reporter and you're not reporting facts. You're telling lies. Joe Biden. Biden made a political decision. He did make a political decision. We all know it. And the purpose here, you have to remember, is to get the numbers as high as possible because then the weight of this problem, they believe, makes the mass amnesty inevitable. And the only real way to deal with this is going to be to secure the border, and you're also going to have to get serious about a lot of deportations. Not not the standard deportations, and and remember, it was uh, there were there were deportations going on in the o- Obama administration. It actually dropped a little bit the first couple of years of Trump, but there were deportations that were at the that were the the standard ish level, you could say. And then under Biden, it's just fallen. There's essentially no interior enforcement, so now it's just the floodgates are open, and that's what you're seeing. And even Title Forty Two. Five million plus got in. Maybe a million have been turned away via Title 42, maybe a little over a million, but still five million got in. That's a lot of people, right? That's that's a whole lot of folks who have they gone. Have we gone through any of their backgrounds? Is there any what is the assimilation process exactly? What skills are they bringing to the table? Do they speak English? Can they read in English or in any language? Why are they getting ahead of all the people that are spending years trying to go through the legal immigration process to get into this country? Why are they able to break laws with impunity, but, you know, you don't pay your taxes and you say, sorry, I'm just not doing it. Men with guns are going to arrive and arrest you at your home and take you into a prison cell because the law is the law. Right. The law is the law when it comes to you and you paying your taxes, taxes that are now going to at least part of them subsidize the masses of illegals who are coming into the country and who are doing something that no other country in the world would be expected to deal with. No other country on the planet has this same situation at the same scale occurring. It is the abuse of the asylum process. Think about this for a moment. I mean, it's as though if we're on the Titanic and, and they're saying, okay, women and children first in the lifeboats, and everybody on the Titanic is saying, I'm, you know, women and children here. Well, hold on. We're, we're, asylum is to help those who have absolutely no choice and absolute last result. These people are lying. So it's, it's not this blameless thing of, oh, you know, whatever. And the cartels, some estimates are that the cartels are making more money now off of the human trafficking than they are the drug smuggling. Oh, people talk about, oh, we, we can deal with Mexico. Let's maybe militarizing the conflict with Mexico certainly give us additional tools. But I just think that we kick over that log for the first time with any seriousness to deal with the cartels. It is. Oh, my gosh. 
much more sophisticated, much more far-reaching, and much scarier than anybody in this country, except for very few who have really spent time to make a study of it. The cartel situation is much worse than we realize, with much deeper tentacles into America than most people realize. And what are the Democrats doing? Mm. We're a nation of immigrants. Come on, don't be xenophobic. Xenophobic? Tell that to the mayor of New York City. He was like, I, I got 40,000 migrants. That I, I got to feed all of them. I got to clothe all of them. I got to house all of them. I can't do this with the budget of New York City. And those of you who are sitting in red states, you go, oh, you know, Wyoming, we don't have that much in the way of illegals. We don't have that much in the way of people. Guess where your tax dollars are going to go? The whole game that's going to play out here is Democrat population centers with large numbers of illegal migrants are going to start demanding, you guessed it, federal bailouts, federal funds to pay for all this. But it's like I said in the, what was it, the second hour? It's not their problem because, you know, the the massive increase in English as a second language instruction, the public school systems that are already failing and all the funds and all the money all the time that goes into that. It's not going to be Nancy Pelosi's grandchildren's problem. Might be your problem, though. Might be your problem. And that's what they care about. Uh, my friends, the market has been brutal in the last year. I was just checking my statement the other day. It has been uh, it has been rough, to say the least. Inflation is still really tough, too. But Clay and I recently met with Dutch Mendenhall. Dutch is the founder of Rad Diversified. He's a patriot. He loves our military and gives a lot back to our veterans. Dutch and his team are experts at buying cash-flowing real estate. They've brought major stability to thousands of investors in the most volatile of times. For a minimum of $1,000, you can access Rad Diversified's lucrative real estate portfolio. Dutch takes pride in ensuring all of their investors leave a legacy for future generations. Visit raddiversified.com. Connect with one of their team members to learn more. With Rad Diversified, you can reap all of the benefits of being a real estate investor without any of the heavy lifting, starting at only $1,000. We strongly recommend having a diversified investment portfolio Rad Diversified can help. All investments involve risk. Consult a financial advisor and read the prospectus before investing. Learn more at raddiversified.com. Brilliance on display. Take a selfie with them. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton, back in mere moments. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. 
Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and Paul McCartney about his life and career. Big bear of a man, it's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, Will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, What? Sergeant Pepper? This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude, and McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue Here, There, and Everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I mentioned before uh, that Rush saw where this is going, and we're at the end stage of the Democrats' immigration plan now. Well, this was Rush himself, El Rushbo, in 2018. Play it. It's a political issue that the Democrats do not want solved. All this is is an effort by the Democrat Party to provide for themselves a current underclass. They need a permanent underclass that is dependent on the government for their survival. That's why they want illegal immigrants granted citizenship. They don't want the issue solved. They don't want any issue solved, legislatively or otherwise, before the 2018 elections. And I think Trump is partially exposing that with the various different proposals that he's making. He's giving them pretty much what they want, and they're turning it down because they don't want it solved. Tell you what, I'll make you another deal right here. I'll make another I would be willing right here to support an effort to grant permanent citizenship to whatever number of illegal immigrants there are in the country tomorrow. If you will make as part of the deal, they can't vote for 15 to 25 years. And if they will agree to that, then I'll grant them amnesty. Now, you could never make that deal. Rush saw exactly what was going on. He was speaking with Chris Wallace. Remember that? Chris Wallace on Fox News. Um, you couldn't make that deal, though. You know why? The Democrats would go back on their word. The whole point is amnesty, voters. Amnesty, then voters. And a one-party permanent majority nationwide in this country. If you're a small business owner, you've likely heard about the IRS refund plan known as the ERC. That's short for the Employee Retention Credit, a program passed by Congress and administered by the IRS. It could provide up to $26,000 per employee if you survive the pandemic. No company has done more to help small business owners with this little-known plan that, uh, than Innovation Refunds. That's the company behind the helpful website, GetRefunds.com. Now they've added an app, too, to make it as easy as possible for you to determine if your business qualifies for this refund. Innovation Refunds has already completed over 17,000 returns for many kinds of businesses just like yours. Construction, retail, restaurants, bars, hotels, and so many more. The ERC tax credit is a refund on your already paid taxes, not a loan. ERC is designed to let business owners use the refund money for anything your business needs. Go to GetRefunds.com to start the process. It'll take you less than 10 minutes to get started, and there's no upfront charge. Go to GetRefunds.com or download the app from the App Store today, GetRefunds.com. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Got a special surprise for all of you out there. Our friend 
Jack Carr is with us now. He is the author of the Terminal List series. He's got a new one coming out that I know a lot of you are excited about. You're going to buy, you're going to read as soon as you can. Only the Dead by Jack Carr is coming out. Uh, he's a former Navy SEAL. Um, Jack, great to have you back on the program, sir. Congrats on all the success. I did watch the entire Amazon series based on the Terminal List, and now I have to go read all six books. That's what I'm told. Nice. Nice. That's what I like right there, reading all the books. Uh, I think it's a much richer reading experience. I know my publisher would like me to say that they're all standalone, you know, kind of like a James Bond film or something like that. But um, I think that's a tiny bit disingenuous. I think it's a much fuller reading experience if you start the journey with the first book and grow along with the protagonist. Because he's on a journey just like we all are. It's one thing yeah. that everybody on this planet has in common is we're all on a journey. We're all moving through this thing and we all have one ride on this planet. We need we need all six of the terminalist books, everybody. That's just the way it's got to be. They look right on your shelf, um, Jack. If I can lean on your on your uh, your experience in the Navy SEALs for a second here, you know, because we're just talking about the border. Obviously, what's going on right now at the southern border is, is a big deal because people are seeing the, particularly I think the drone footage from the from the the aerial footage is just showing the the scale of this. I mean, it's it's really overwhelming. And it makes the southern border look like one giant uh, refugee camp has has popped up. And people are talking about, well, what can we do about this? And I keep mentioning that the human trafficking portion of this is really important to understand because the cartels are getting billions and billions of dollars off of this, too. They're becoming the same cartels that do all the horrific stuff that we see in Mexico or you you hear about on the news. Um, They're getting so rich from this. There's been push for... Um, a military approach, at least in part, to dealing with the cartels south of, of our border. What do you make of that? I mean, how much of that do you think we could actually be useful in, and, and, and where would you see there being issues? Well, I mean, it's called the Department of Defense. That's, uh, it changed from the Department of War to the Department of Defense in 1947, um, and uh, they don't seem to be too much defending since then. More, more expeditionary-type counterinsurgency campaigns overseas, wars uh, overseas. Meanwhile, southern border is looking a little porous right now. Uh, you can see it with your own eyes. You don't have to trust what a politician says. You can actually look, and you can see it. And if you take that next step, you can go there. You can physically go there. I went there a few years ago and did a tracking course with BORTAX, so the uh, Border Patrol Tactical uh, Operations Unit down there in California on the border, and learned a ton from being with those guys. And I'm in contact with a couple of Border Patrol agents just last night, one uh, texting me and just telling me what's going on there from his perspective and just how horrible the situation is when you're down there dealing with it in person. Um, and he just can't believe it. And uh, it's, it's a rough one. Point being, Department of Defense could certainly uh, do that. We certainly have things that we could in our disposal that we could do, both physical, technological. And uh, there are these rat lines. They move more than just people that want to come here for asylum or a or a new job or the opportunity that the United States provides. They these rat lines move anything. They can move drugs. They can move people. They can move terrorists. They can move weapons, um, which is why the DEA was involved in Afghanistan early on, because you're moving people on these uh, rat lines that move all of those things. And if you're targeting one, uh, well, the DEA certainly had back then anyway, a very good understanding of movement of drugs in and out of Afghanistan and Pakistan and down through Iran. And we use that 
to uh, to our advantage uh, over there in the SEAL teams or special operations in general. But Department of Defense, maybe they should start doing some defending. But how do you think your your um, your brothers in the SEAL teams? Let, let's just say SEALs, Delta, some of the. So you mentioned BORTAC. They're doing tactical operation stuff at the border. But um, if we were really to look at this from a DOD perspective, in and and you're thinking about your your brothers in the SEAL teams and uh, you know Delta and some of the other special operations units, if if the Mexican government said, you know what, fine, we're going to have joint operations, you know, so we could basically have JSOC doing something with uh, with Mexico. Uh, we're gonna. We we want your help, almost like the old days with Escobar, right? We want your help to take the head off the snake of some of these cartels, and it's gonna get ugly. But we have the political will to see it through. Again, speaking from the Mexican government perspective, do do you think that that would be an approach that one the special operations community would say, okay, this is part of our mission set that we we should you know we should get involved in, and two, do you think it would work? Oh, yes. We, that is one thing that we have gotten very good at over the last 20 years. And it even started much further back than that. Um, look, if we go to invasion of Panama, we're starting to manhunt right there. Um, we're into Mogadishu. We're manhunting right there. We have September 11th, and off we go for the next 20 years. We are manhunting around the globe. So we have been refining that skill set in the special operations community for decades. We are very good at it. And in this case, in Mexico, it's a little different than doing it in an expeditionary counterinsurgency mode in Iraq or Afghanistan, where you don't have the support of the public and uh, you're trying to win over the citizenry while at the same time you're kicking in doors and, and doing all, causing a little bit of, of damage. Uh, and you have an insurgency that's just waiting for you to leave. Just uh, Americans have all the watches, but we have all the time. That old Afghan adage, different sets of the border here in Mexico. Uh, and we can certainly apply all those lessons that we've learned, this skill set that we've gotten very good at manhunting south of the border. There's no question about that. The book is Only the Dead, part of the Terminalist series. The latest one, it's coming out soon. Jack Carr is the author. Jack, appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. Always good to talk to you. Oh, thanks so much. Take care out there. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us. Heroes like Marine Corps Corporal Seth Rasmussen. Seth was one of five Marines killed in a training accident when his Osprey aircraft crashed in California. He was just 21 years old. Seth is survived by his wife, Avery, who is his high school sweetheart, and their infant son. Tunnel to Towers reached out to Avery within days of Seth's death to tell her she would receive a mortgage-free home. Avery didn't have to worry about where she and her son were going to live or how she would pay for it because of the financial security and support provided by Tunnel to Towers. This foundation has helped over 1,000 military and first responder families navigate the worst of times by removing the burden of a mortgage payment. Support our nation's heroes and their families. Join me in donating $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. From the front lines of truth, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcast One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and Paul McCartney about his life and career. It was 20 years ago today. We had a big bear of a man, it's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue, here, there and everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. We're going to be uh, closing up shop, though, which is sad because I'll miss all of you for a few days. Uh, the good news, though, is I have both my mom and my dad in uh, in Florida this weekend. So that's exciting. Coming down to visit the Florida contingent of the Sextons. And so we're looking forward to that. The three brothers, three of the brothers are down here. We got three um of the well there's of course people married into the family now but of the original six sextons three are new york city based and three now are in florida so mom and dad coming down here celebrating mother's day uh so happy mother's day to my mom i'll be able to tell her that on mother's day in person which is great um told we're all going to church together and then going to post mass brunch which will be uh which will be really delicious i'm sure just want to say happy mother's day to all of the moms out there being a mom is, uh, I, I think, is the most important job you can possibly have. I think it's a, a phenomenal thing, something that society should uh, should truly celebrate, revere, and elevate in all ways that it can. Greg, uh, I'm sorry, rather, Charles, not Greg, Charles in Miami. Oh, a Miamian. What's going hey, on, how Charles? You how you doing, neighbor? Hey, I'm good, man. What's going on? Good, good. Appreciate that. Yeah, I'm calling about the border. Yesterday, our Republican uh, representative, Carlos Jimenez, was on TV, and he's also part of the Homeland Security Committee. And he, point blank, says that what Biden is doing at the border is illegal. He's not holding to his constitutional oath. And the only one that I've really heard call 
for impeachment is is Bill O'Reilly. Why isn't there more of a, a uproar? You know, even though it may not happen, but at least to kind of put some sort of fear in Biden that this guy should be impeached. Aside from all his financial wrongdoings, this is something that at least immediately maybe we can get this guy on. Mm. Uh, I think that so, so this is really a really interesting question. I would say. First off, it's very uh, it's very hard to use the law to do anything to stop somebody who is in a position to enforce the law and chooses not to as a general. Thank you for calling in, uh, Charles. Um, What I mean by this is if you're whether you're a prosecutor or an attorney general or a president of the United States, you have discretion over things, right? You have a discretion. When do you bring a charge up to you? And this is why the Soros backed prosecutors are such a menace, are so undermining to rule of law, law and order, because when you get the prosecutors that are ideologues, all they don't have, they don't run and, and tell everybody, well, some places they do, but in general, they're just saying, yeah, I'll do a great job. I'll make everybody safe. And then they get into office and it's, well, I'm going to let the criminals out and not punish them to the degree that I can get away with it as a prosecutor. So with Joe Biden on immigration, and this is a continuation. You have to remember, Biden was, I think we forget this, he was Obama's VP for eight years. Uh, you know, a lot of what he's learned, a lot of the, the stuff that he's pulling and a lot of the process, I mean, Biden, they don't talk about it really this way that often, but Biden is just a continuation of the Obama agenda. And this is why it's not surprising that it's so far left because Biden all along was a Trojan, a Trojan horse or a facade, a false front. Oh, you know, good old Joe, you know, Union Democrat Joe, you can trust him. No, you can't. But he fools enough people that it's worth it to Democrats to pretend. Uh, but on the immigration issue, what was Obama doing? What is Biden doing now? By refusing to enforce these laws, there's very little we can do that isn't a political remedy. Because there is no, what, what are you going to do? You're going to sue and say, I don't like the way you're doing the job. Well, they have the job. They have the power to do it. The only way is to stop them by taking them out of the role that they have where it is up to their discretion. You have a Biden regime right now. Gosh, I was trying to take us to the happy place. Mother's Day. Yay. Going off the weekend. I'll get back to a happy place in a second. You have a Biden regime that is nullifying immigration law. In essence, that's what's going on. Doesn't pay attention to what the immigration laws demand. You're supposed to be detained if you come to the country. You're not supposed to be given a sandwich, water, asked if you want, uh, you know, someone to drive you, Border Patrol, to drive you to, you know, get checked out, get uh, taxpayer-funded, you know, uh, medical checkup and everything else, and then you just get released into the country. They're doing mass releases. People come in. They're stopped, but they aren't. They certainly aren't aren't arrested in in any meaningful way. And some of us have been warning about this all along. And and this is also why I've got to say I I get pretty, pretty angry at the uh, the so-called like the moderate Republicans who went along in 2022 with oh like threats to our democracy. And like, I'm more concerned about, you know. Oh, I don't like the stuff that they're saying about uh, protecting life in these states, so I'm going to vote for a Democrat this time. The country is being overwhelmed at the southern border. 
our processes, the mechanisms we have in place cannot handle this this number of illegals without massive financial and societal consequence. And this should be an all-hands-on-deck moment for anybody who cares about not just rule of law in this country, but for America to be an, an orderly society uh, where we all know we're playing by the same rules. I know a lot of you are probably laughing even as I bring that up because we're not, but we're trying. At least at least we can agree that's the goal. Um, Dan in West Michigan has a thought on immigration. Dan, what do you have for us? Hey, Beck, I just want to tell you, first-time caller, long-time listener, I appreciate what you guys are doing. I believe the influx of illegals coming across the border is not so much for the voters, but it's to justify the votes that are coming out of the large metropolitan areas. And with that thought in mind, I think it's time that we consider expanding the electoral process to the county level in each state that will help overcome the large metropolitan areas that continually steer this country in the wrong direction. Well, okay, so I, I think, thank you for calling in, I think part of what you're referring to there would be that now with uh, with the census the way it is, um, they, they're counting, if you have, uh, I don't know, 5 million people in Los Angeles or uh, 6 million people in Los Angeles metropolitan area, I don't even know what the number is, probably more than that, um, and, uh, and a couple million of them are illegals, that for the purposes of government resources now, it, it all counts. Right. And that's uh, that's certainly a part of this. As you know, in, in places where you have a Democrat uniparty, where only the Democrats are in charge, they're trying to allow for illegals to vote. Right. Where they, they want them to vote in, uh, I think, it was San Francisco, in the municipal elections or something as some of these some places. New York has says talked about this a little bit, too. Uh, but they they're hoping to do that. And and you have to wonder, why is it that we're the only country where you're a bad person for saying there is something to being an American? This isn't just this isn't just a, you know, a, 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 a soup kitchen, a rest stop, a jobs program. It's not an economic zone. There is something to being an American. And if you in, entirely invalidate immigration law, borders, you start to see very quickly, well, what, what should we just let somebody, if someone shows up here from Beijing, should they be able to vote for president day one illegally? Oh, no, I'm here now. Now I get to vote in your election. You know, people would say, well, that, that's not that's not right. OK, why? Why is that not right? It's a person, too, with thoughts, feelings, hopes and dreams. Why can't they why can't they vote for Joe Biden or whomever? Because there is supposed to be a political community in the ancient greek sense uh, a polity a political entity of america that we all belong to it's supposed to mean something it's supposed to have meaning beyond just you know you, you, you show up and we'll give you stuff and hopefully you work and you contribute to gnp or whatever no it's supposed to be meaningful a country with no borders it's not a country where the bravest among us, as we've seen in so many past generations, are going to sign up to possibly give their lives in defense of. I mean, this is big stuff. This matters. Um, you know, we didn't talk about the economy today. And 
I, I figured, you know, I want someone who has tremendous perspective, knowledge, and and the the ability to look back on decades of following the economy very closely to win for us. So um, my dad, Mason Sexton, is going to join us, talk about how he thinks the banking sector is doing on what's going to happen in this year of the Biden economy. Um, he is a forecaster with decades of experience, a political uh, economic forecaster with decades of experience looking where the markets are going. So dad will be with me. But let me also say to everybody out there, including my own mom, happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans. He was on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane. And he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.